I'm Chad Rutherford. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket. We're going to make it so dry for you. Today, we're going to be talking about WET, a game that was developed by Artificial Mind and Movement, published by Bethesda Softworks, and released in 2009 on the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. But first, if you give us a like or a rating, it would be greatly appreciated. So, WET is... Uh, well, it's a lot of things, uh, and first of all, it is a bad title. Uh, <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, and we'll talk about that. But the game is a uh, an action shoot 'em up, Max Payne alike game slash platform. I don't know. Yeah. It's a three D action adventure game, kind of like a like a parkour third person shooter action movie simulator yeah it's got a lot uh, it has a lot of extremely obvious inspiration Mm -hmm. uh some of it is is very explicit others is more like you kind of get it as you as you work with it i think the the obvious stuff um is uh, like max Payne. The mm-hmm. slow mo bullet time kind of situation, the John Woo acrobatics uh, as you shoot at people. Uh, most troublingly, I think that Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time was a uh, an inspiration on this game, though fortunately only the part of Prince of Persia that I actually liked, which was the platforming. Mm-hmm. I also uh, thought of uh, Mirror's Edge, which came out a year before this, uh, and uh, Kill Bill. Yeah. Yeah. And just like exploitation cinema generally, like the idea of this game being uh, set at like the 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 midnight movie drive in theater, like mm-hmm. with all of the interstitials and stuff like that is very heavily like sort of what inspired this this genre. And I think like you could even call out like Robert Rodriguez and Planet Terror as direct things that influenced this game's uh sort of look and style uh mm-hmm. which all which is all in my opinion these are all like good things i yeah. think that the game is takes a lot from a lot of things to make itself uh very cool very easily accessible to a lot of people um and and yet there are also other decisions that i think <laughs> uh, are make it more uh i guess more like niche i think that there's probably uh, a bit of an audience discrepancy here, but we 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 will get to that stuff. Yeah, I also feel like there's a little bit of like Guitar Hero inspiration in like the uh, UI and like sound design. Mm. That's fair, and the all psychobilly soundtrack. Yeah. that the game has, uh, which I get it. Like psychobilly is a sometimes food, but <laughs> if. While flying through the air in slow motion, shooting guys in the head is if that is not the time for psychobilly, I don't know what is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what I want to start with here because I have a lot of thoughts about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that that sort of like visual inspiration is the thing that I most warrants like an early discussion. Like, I, I. I really like the the grindhouse exploitation film aesthetic of this game. 
Uh, and I think it does a lot to actually stick. Because I, I came into this and I was like halfway through the game and I said, a game has never made more sense to me than this one. <laughs> <laughs> like, it feels like it has such a clear goal and it is like almost like a proof of concept for this style of game mm-hmm. going forward, though obviously it takes its inspiration from older games. Uh, it is the, it, this, when is a game that walked so that games like Bullet Storm and even like Max Payne 3 could run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing that, that I guess makes the most sense to me is that like in order to make this type of game stand out, to take it in that direction of being uh, like grindhouse exploitation film, it, it really like fits so well with the genre that I, I found it to be just a good and smart way of, of handling it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I had never heard of this game or seen it anywhere. <laughs> this was like a completely new experience for me. Um, but yeah, like, it does feel like experimental. Like I, I kind of miss the days when like Bethesda would publish a, like an experimental seven hour game about like running on walls and shooting people in slow motion. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like to maybe then use that system in another game, you know? Kind of, yeah. Like you said, kind of like a proof of concept. Um, but yeah, no, I do think like the, there is definitely like a creative spark here, like the genre of, uh, like gameplay and like the genre of film that's been grafted onto it do really fit well together. And, uh, not to give it too high of praise, but like, it made me think of something like Persona 5, where it's like, it clear mm. that like, um, like stylization was like a top priority for the game like everything feels very much in line with a specific like attitude <laughs> yeah and, and uh, like the fact that they, the the game has a female protagonist i think is no accident in that regard like i think that it is it, it's intentionally it's one of those things where Yes, Ruby, which is at least spelled with vowels this time, but is still not <laughs> spelled uh, correctly. I don't know why people have such a hard time with this word. Uh, but uh, it is like a character that does draw the male gaze. like, And I think that that is intentional as part of the sort of genre homage that, that it is doing. But the game's also fairly provocative in terms of, like, there's, like, one scene where she doesn't have pants on, and it's, like, a torture scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, like, she's wearing, like, a jacket and long pants for the entire game. Uh, she doesn't feel overly sexualized. It feels like uh, like she acts in line with her character. But then in addition to that, it's, like, the game also has, uh, I, I think by my count, like, uh, five different instances where she stabs the guy in the balls, which I think is something that is designed specifically for shock value toward the typically teen male audience for games like this at the time. Yeah, you get like a specific pop up on the screen that says like "nut buster" or something if you shoot, yeah, if you shoot a guy. Breaker. Yeah, if you shoot a guy in the balls, <laughs> like <laughs> you get extra points for it. So right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, she's a definite, (laughs) like, uh, what's it called, phallic woman or whatever that uh, trope Mm. trope is. uh, Because she, like, wields the sword and everything. So it's kind of like a reclaiming of power and all that. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, I think, a legitimate feminist read of this 
game in a way where where Ruby comes across as an actual powerful character, but in the same sort of breath, it is like couched within the exploitation film like language. So it makes sense thematically, and it is also provocative in like a going against norms kind of way uh which are all things that i like i think that this game does a a pretty good job of walking that line uh shockingly so when Mm -hmm. i saw the cover of this game and the fact that it was called wet i had (laughs) exceedingly low expectations for how it was going to treat its main character (laughs) yeah especially for like the time that it came out Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like the cover i think we should just talk about it now uh like the game is called wet which is an allusion mm. to the phrase wet work, which is where you do work where your hands get bloody. But no uh-huh. one no one in today's day and age or when this game came out knows that phrase. So when you see Correct, wet yeah. and there's like a, it's a woman <laughs> on the cover or it's like a low angle shot that's not specifically a crotch shot, but she has both of her guns <laughs> by her hips drawing your attention to that area and it just feels like the, like it just reads as a sexual thing uh, no matter yeah. how you slice it i feel like a very unfortunate choice of title yeah it's like uh, when i was like 12 or 14 or whatever i was able to convince my parents to allow me to play a game called grand theft auto which is a game literally named after a crime <laughs> But I don't think even at the time I would have had the the balls to try and get my parents to allow me to play a game, an M-rated game that was called Wet. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is so, and it's like, and I choose to believe it in, you know, as, as an adult mm-hmm. that, that this was a masterful ploy by... <laughs> <laughs> uh artificial mind and movement to like this is like this is all part of the joke like it was we have this provocative title which act which introduces the player to the world that we've set up that is this like wild thing and that's all not to claim that this is some like highbrow art game <laughs> because it absolutely isn't like there's a there are a lot of like very like the ball breaker thing, yes, I think is specifically intended to be provocative, but it is also just a dumb joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of your power ups have to have like uh, things in front of the like uh, a little catchphrase in front of them that are just like uh, fucking gunning for rope burn, and you're <laughs> like, what the fuck does that mean? It's like, well, you can shoot. Uh, while you're on a zip line. I'm like, oh, okay. You could have just said that. Uh, so it does, it walks the line, but at the same time, it, it does play on both sides of it, where it's like, this is a little bit profound and cool. This is a little bit nuts humor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it is very much a 2000s game in that way, but it does feel like it's kind mm. of fighting against it, <laughs> trying to push it forward a little bit. But still trying to yeah. sell it to 14-year-old boys. <laughs> uh, and honestly, I think very there's a very real possibility. Like, gun to my head. Do I think that Max Payne 
Max Payne <laughs> is a better title than Wet. I think that they are both terrible. They I are, think yeah. from a marketing perspective, Wet is so much worse because it gets so much less across. Ma- Max uh, Payne kind of feels like a throwback to like G.I. Joe or like some kind of like action figure name, like an 80s toy. Yeah. So it kind of works on that Which, level. Which then directly influences the Duke Nukem's mm. and the serious Sam's of the world. So there's like a definite through line from G.I. Joe to Max Payne, for sure. Uh, but I think from a marketing perspective, Wet is just so much worse. Because I, I think that it just doesn't like... Nobody is going to go to... It's like, buy, I don't know. It's like, to me, buying a game called Wet is like buying condoms. <laughs> it's like a thing that you might want to do. <laughs> but it could be yeah. that it's always going to be awkward because of societal norms. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I, slightly off topic. Uh, I was at Walmart <laughs> the other day. And I walked past the section where they have the condoms. And they have uh-huh. like a g- glass case. Or they they're selling like sex toys in it, and I was like, right. "Huh? Like we're at the point now where they'll just openly sell these in Walmart. That's kind of cool." But no right. one, literally no one, is gonna walk up to the pharmacy counter and be like, ask them to open the cabinet so they can buy the sex toys. That is a very good point. They should really <laughs> not put them by the glass case. Yeah. That being said, also at Walmart. I haven't been to a Walmart in a long time, so I actually don't know uh, if they still do this. But they put video games mm-hmm. behind glass cases as yeah. well. Can I get Which a copy you of would Wet? Also- <laughs> Can you get me Wet? And they go to unlock the sex toy cabinet. You're like, no, no, no. I don't, Please, need, I don't mean the KY. I'll direct you to the Xbox 360 version. Uh, yeah, maybe they were counting on like the... Yeah, like that being like controversial or something and that like selling the game or something like getting publicity from that or yeah. maybe someone just thought that was a good name who knows yeah I'm, I'm really not sure i'm sure that it is to me it's less offensive than the fact that they changed the name of space station silicon valley <laughs> to evo space adventure in europe <laughs> uh because i guess they think that the europeans like very bland Unex- unexciting titles. They're like, it sounds like the name of a Wallace and Gromit cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> the Europeans it will love tr- that. <laughs> Europeans will love it. It is very much the Weedabix of titles. Uh, that's a joke about breakfast cereal that I don't know anyone is going to get. Um, but let's move, let's move past this. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is technically a pocket and we've been going for a while already. <laughs> Largely on just the name wet. <laughs> Uh, so I do want to talk about the game. Uh, in the game, you, I'll ask a question about this in a second, but Uh you run around with two revolvers with, that have infinite ammo and you never have to reload them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you perform acrobatic actions like jumping, sliding, flipping off walls, uh, in order to enter like a slow motion mechanic where one of your hands auto-aims at a target, and then you can aim the other hand freely to so you can shoot at two people, or sh- or what I mostly did was shoot at the same guy 
to kill them faster. Uh, did, did you find this... Two questions. First one, did you find this incredibly difficult to get a handle on for the first, like, hour of the game? Not really, surprisingly. It felt pretty intuitive to me. Um... Yeah, like I remember, like playing it, it made me feel like they they started from the idea of like, how can we make like aiming better or easier on a console game? So like, I feel like the bullet time thing where you're like you auto aim at one guy and then you aim at the other, and it's like pretty mm. forgiving or like you know I don't know I it I don't it it it, it, it has its moments where it's like janky where you're like trying to shoot at a guy and you move past him and you like twist around and like it's hard <laughs> to aim at the guy you wanted to. So it's definitely not like perfect or anything, but like, I think just like as like a core system, it's like pretty solid. Okay. I think it's not necessarily that I have criticism with the core system. It's more that it took me a long time to not want to one hold the button. Mm. Like if I'm sliding, you don't have to hold B you can just press it to activate the slide and then move your thumb back to the thumbstick. Right. And so it was always like I would realize it like subconsciously. I was like holding B and I was like, how do I aim? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then have to release the B button and go to the stick to do it. And then also just like I wanted to tap the right trigger button mm. instead of holding it down, which makes it impossible to <laughs> shoot or do anything. Uh, so... Yeah, I don't. It was, there were like several things that just like to me felt very unconventional, uh, which isn't bad, but it did make me take time to like figure out how it actually worked. Mm -hmm. uh, the game's approach to tutorial is also kind of. I mean, it's of the time. Yeah, there were pop ups in the first level, and then you do like a unfun, terrible, <laughs> like shoot at targets challenge. Yeah. Uh, so it took, and like by the time that you even do that, I already had a handle on it. So it was a very unfun yeah, <laughs> thing to do. It's weird how late into the game it comes. Cause you like, you do this yeah. whole like intro mission uh, that takes like probably an hour or an hour and a half at least. And it's like, okay, now time for the tutorial level. <laughs> it's like, we're good. We don't need that anymore. <laughs> Yeah, no, we did a whole, what was that? What was the whole first let? Why'd you throw me in unprepared? Yeah. <laughs> it's all well and, and good honestly, to have a practice uh, zone, but <laughs> don't make me do it. Yeah, which I really thought is what it was. Like, I had a, a brief context, because I don't know if we've actually told this story, or if we did, it was, like, many years ago. Like, literally six or seven years ago. Uh when I played Dark Souls for the first time, uh, I went up against the Capra Demon and fought him, like, a bunch of times. And Andy was like, I think we were just, like, on a Discord call. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, that's enough Dark Souls for the day. Like, I just got so frustrated with fucking Capra Demon. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had my that's enough wet for today moment happened right after the horrible plane jumping out of oh, section. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it immediately puts you into, like, another one of those training missions for the shotguns. And I was just like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I will come back to it a different day. Because <laughs> I do not want to deal with it. Uh, 
Or maybe it's for the SMGs. I forget which one it is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, the trading mission right after that. Like, those trading missions were uh, unnecessary and also just abysmal to play. I, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then my second question related to doing the 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 challenge the, the the different challenge missions for the different weapons. Mm-hmm. Did you use any of them, uh, or did you just use the pistols? I mostly used the pistols. Like I tried to like get in the habit of like switching to the shotguns if I was close to a guy. Mm-hmm. Um. But like a uh, mix to mix success, a lot of times, like you know, like it would sometimes you would switch to them and not have that much ammo because the other guns run out of ammo, and then like once you like run out, then it's just like one track mine, like just pistols, rest of the level. Um, and then I, I tried to use what the SMGs as well a little bit, but then kind of just fell off of using those. So yeah, I was mixed success at using the shotguns, but mostly just use the pistols. Yeah, if if something could be retroactively inspired by something, <laughs> a physical, a temporal impossibility, I wish that this game's developers could have seen Rollerdrome mm. before making this game, because I feel like a system that gave you ammo back without you having to go find a box and pick it up yeah. would make the other weapons so much more, like interesting it would make the combat feel like there were actually decisions to be made instead of just i do a jump and then a slide and i shoot everyone with the pistols Mm -hmm. Uh, because i i would use the new weapons until i ran out of ammo and then like every time i swap back to them it's like sometimes i did have ammo and other times i didn't and Mm -hmm. it's always like i really like the crossbows as a concept uh but fuck if i ever use them beyond like the first level yeah you have them those ones i didn't even touch (laughs) (laughs) yeah it just i don't know i felt like the weapons system got a little bit botched and that it was really only beneficial to use the pistols most of the time yeah i really feel like it should have just been pistols and shotguns like just range and close up like something a little bit simpler and then just both having infinite ammo yeah yeah that, that's kind then, of where I'm at. Yeah, like, I don't really maybe giving you like a super move too that was like a big bomb or something, like a devil trigger. Like you already have like a frenzy mode, uh, which yeah. we could talk about those levels in a second. But like if that was like a thing that like could charge up and then you could use for a brief period of time, that could also be cool. Uh, yes, I very much agree with that because <laughs> I, I think that like. The Devil May Cry influence here is also pretty obvious. Like, this is very much a, like, stylish combo kill hack and slash style game. Yeah, where you get ranked. Uh, yep. At the end, you get style points, which you can use to buy upgrades, which are, I don't, uh, yeah, you do, I think you get red orbs for having a high <laughs> level in, uh, or you can just buy red orbs in right, yeah. Devil May Cry 5. Of course. Uh <laughs> Who could resist? Uh, but in in this game, yeah, like if you do better in a level and by better, they just mean engage with the systems more. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the first level I got out and it was like number of kills in acrobatic mode. It was like 30 percent. It was like <laughs> poor. 
And I did a mission much slower where everything I was doing was in slow motion. It was like fucking amazing. <laughs> 1,000 points. Yeah, I, I tended to favor the slide move because I felt like it was always easier to aim when sliding. Uh, yeah. But then I feel I, I don't know. I never like tested this actually, but like I couldn't tell if the slide counted as acrobatics. Oh, I because no like idea. yeah, like, I feel like my score was lower when I was mostly sliding versus jumping around. <laughs> uh, well, I know that you do get uh, like a there's a staling mechanic like mm. in Tony Hawk or in Smash Brothers where if you do the same thing, you get reduced points for it. So like you'll slide and kill someone, you get the low rider. Right. But if you do it again, you get repeat low rider, and it'll be worth less. Right. So. That's probably what it is. Yeah, I got very into like I would slide if it was like a small area and if it was a bigger area where I had more free space, I would jump and into a slide. Right. And that was mostly how I did it, uh, which I thought was very cool. I liked the idea that you could jump and then it, during the jump, press the slide button and it would combo your jump into a slide with mm -hmm. only a brief moment of downtime. And I really wish they would have done more uh, integration like that like it's so difficult to do anything when you're like swinging on bars yeah. or doing a wall run and like the the angel dive where you run straight up and then do a backflip gets mm -hmm. you like three seconds of slow-mo like it's hardly ever worth it to do but if you were able to combo it like if you could slide toward a wall and then run up the wall mm -hmm. and get more slow motion out of it, I think it would actually be really worthwhile. Um, yeah, and like, this all brings me sort of... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, like, the, I don't... Like, there were some of, like, in the training sections, you would, like, swing on a uh, pole, and then there would be, like, a target. And I'm like, how... Do, there's not enough time. Like, how <laughs> are you supposed to hit it while swinging? Like, it's just, like, yeah, they do not give you enough. And then if you, like, jump off to like a wall you'll get like two seconds before she grabs it and it's like <laughs> yeah that wasn't very like well thought out i don't think no especially on on analog sticks you just aren't you don't have that level of precision mm -hmm. and, and that is what i was going to say it's like that's kind of like I, I really like the ideas of these systems but i do feel like the implementation is just like I don't know if it's gated by technology or if it's just bad design, but like there's something missing here to make it actually fun to do. Yeah, it might be like development time as well. Like this is a smaller game and probably it was made in a short amount of time, I would guess. Yeah. It's also, I feel like environmental interaction or something could help. Like you can shoot barrels, uh, but that's about it. Like being able to like, use your abilities to like i don't know like shoot something like shoot things down like maybe like there's like some stuff uh like strung up in a net or something that you could shoot and they'd fall on a guy or like something to add to more like expressive play i think is something that this game would benefit from yeah and the game it's not like the game is so i mean there's like a a, a flaw that i find with this game that i i think that the game takes itself too seriously as a game not narratively at all not in its like visuals or anything but just like or rather yes in its visuals where it's like 
you go into a level and it feels like it wants to be like, okay, well, we got to be like kind of close to reality in this level. So everything like is just like a gray concrete hallway mm-hmm. and there's maybe some crates uh, or like ice blocks hanging from the ceiling for some reason. Uh, but it never really gets cartoony with it in a way that I think this game has all the right in the world to do because you're uh, dual wielding revolvers while flying through the air. Like there's no reason not to do stuff yeah. like that. It could so yeah, used... if you could just like drop a piano on a guy's <laughs> head, that just that feels like it fits. Yeah, totally. Like, it feels like it could have used like maybe lean into some like James Bond campiness, like some kind of secret underground like layer <laughs> or like some like more creative level design i think could yet yeah, definitely would have benefited it and would have made things like dropping pianos on a guy like make more sense right yeah <laughs> uh yeah but no i agree i think it's just sort of like it ended up being kind of a bummer because like the game's strongest parts to me anyway uh, are the arena fights mm-hmm. the ones where you just like they amp up your like health regeneration and you just go around killing people and you have to close doors mm-hmm. and that's it sometimes there's a boss at the end well yeah like it's nice because like your um how well you're playing is what refills your health i think that fits really well in this game yeah Agreed. And I I think the fact that there are these like weird linear parts of the game where also like Prince of Persia, you refill (laughs) your health by drinking something with a long animation might be my favorite thing in the game, though, like as far as like (laughs) presentation, like her refilling her health by like drinking whiskey or whatever it is and then throwing the Uh bottle up in the air and shooting it is like. It actually pretty cool like the first time i had yeah, i was no, like agreed. i was like fuck yeah You're like, all right yeah <laughs> that's exactly what this game needs <laughs> it is wild to see the same animation that often you can't uh, skip it yeah like if you true. hit the yeah, yeah. x button or the a button or whatever yeah uh oh speaking of the x and a buttons uh-huh. uh on the controller uh this game has quick time events the triumphant return of Quick Time. <laughs> Back before they f- were completely out of vogue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was wild. Um, I get the use, as always, the excuse for having Quick Time events in a game like this is it has obvious filmic inspiration. And so, in order to make the cinema scenes playable, they put in the button prompts and failure conditions. Uh, that nobody wanted or cared about. But I think I finally, I, I now know why I tolerated them as a child and hate them much more now. And it's because as a child, I usually was playing a single game console mm-hmm. for a long period. And now I have a million different input methods, honestly, mostly keyboard based. So when I'm asked to press the B button, there is a 50% chance that I get it right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, um, I only ever use an Xbox controller on PC. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's like a Logitech controller. It's not even actually an Xbox one, but it's mapped like an <laughs> Xbox controller. Uh, and that fucks me up all the time. Cause I'm mostly a Nintendo and PlayStation person. 
Yeah, and like, and of course, the Xbox has to do with the opposite of the Switch controller, so it it just yeah. makes it so hard to remember where A and B are. I just held up a 360 controller and a Switch Pro controller, mm-hmm. and they're borderline indistinguishable in every way, except for the fact that their buttons are Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very annoying, and it it it. I play this on the 360. Uh, uh, and it, uh, I, it fucked with my head. I haven't done a, I haven't looked at an Xbox controller in a long time, and so it was hard for me to sort of like put it all together. So, uh, uh, did you encounter any bugs in this game? Uh, nothing. I saw uh, a thing that you sent me, uh-huh. uh, but nothing like. That, like, I never had to, like, restart the game or anything. I would run into the occasional bug where Ruby would walk into, like, a prop or the wall and just begin vibrating rapidly, uh-huh. which is a fun one. Uh, but it, I was always able to get out of it, though. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's because it was on the PS3, which was, like, infamously hard to develop for. Um, uh-huh. But, like, I encountered a couple in a way that I don't usually. Like, I clipped into the wall a couple times and then, like, just fell out of the level. Uh, and then I had the, a thing I sent you a Snapchat of, of like, I just started sliding and she wouldn't stop. Like I was just stuck in a slide <laughs> animation and had to start the level over. Cause it just like, no matter what I did, it wouldn't stop. Yeah. I remember in the, the dead space remake, uh, getting stuck on a piece of, uh, like geometry and, Isaac's entire body rotating around a central <laughs> axis. Uh, and it was very funny, but I also had to restart the level because of it. Uh, and I saw yours and I was like, oh, it's the like the same thing, <laughs> except you're in a bespoke animation. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it might be a PlayStation thing. I can imagine just like from the perspective of a developer being like, having there being a an issue with the slide animation never ending like that just feels <laughs> like something that could happen and it's very amusing to me uh but yeah no i didn't i didn't experience anything game breaking which was uh positive <laughs> i feel like i have i guess my game breaking glitch was that my first xbox 360 overheated uh, mm. or rather had an issue uh but that's a hardware thing can't blame wet for that uh <laughs> you got the console so too good. wet and you had to get I, it, I it too wet. <laughs> it shorted out yeah uh so i guess i feel like this game despite having like some early force or 2000s force variety in it like starts out pretty strong uh like it seems like exciting and cool at the beginning mm-hmm. and then i feel like it quickly plateaus uh, and doesn't really like evolve or like challenge you in different ways as it goes on. And then I feel like you just see it run out of money right before your eyes at the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, 100% agree. I-, I think that this game, this game is seven hours. And for most people, especially at the time, that would be way too short for them to pay retail price for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Uh, the game should have been two hours long. Like it, it hits a, a point where it starts repeating the exact same loop over and over again, pretty much immediately upon entering the second act, like or the third act, I guess. 
depending on how you want to describe this game's breakpoints. The museum level is like, right there, you're like, okay, you go in, you do a linear section, you do an arena fight, you do a rage mode section, there's a turret section, you go back to the farm, then you go to a new level, and there's linear section, an arena section, a turret section, Mm -hmm. a rage section, you go back. Like, it starts repeating the same things, and the game just does not evolve enough to make repeating the same thing all that interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it, it's so bizarre, like, how basically, like, the final encounter of the game is a platforming challenge through some fire, and then <laughs> you just fight the final boss with a quick time event. Like, it, yep. it feels like it goes out with, like, such a wet fart. Pun intended. A wet... Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh yeah. I, I I mean what not to bring up Prince of Persia this many times in one podcast, but the Prince of Persia also had a final boss that was just an old man that was easy <laughs> to kill. <laughs> That's true. Uh yeah, and I think that doing it as a quick time event is at least a lot more thematically appropriate than having an actual boss fight with him. I guess. Uh, but they do but it's the tarantula fight that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like that's the fight you I, I can't imagine it being good or fun <laughs> uh in in the context of this game's like central systems. Uh but it's like in your head that's what it's building up to because she's this like mysterious character that's given essentially no explanation and obviously this game did not sell well enough to get a sequel that it obviously wanted to set up for. Yeah, it was uh, there was supposed to be one in like 2011 and it got canceled. Yeah. Tragedy. Mm-hmm. Uh so we'll never find out what Tarantula's deal was, but she is like this very like vamp-esque character from Metal Gear Solid 2, mm-hmm. uh, who doesn't have any spoken dialogue, really, and just is, like, a creepy porcelain doll lady. Uh, and, I guess, a master assassin. But it's it, she has, like, guns with bayonets on them. Like, it's a very <laughs> 2000s action game design. Uh, but she serves as, like, the actual final boss of this game, and it's just all quick time effects. Yeah, yeah, it just... You have... Like, a couple of boss encounters with, like, you're the one with the the lady with the band, the very Kill Bill fight. Uh, yeah. And then maybe, like, one other. Like, there's, like, a like a syndicate of bad guys that you're taking down. Or it's, like, the one bad yeah. guy and his henchmen, I guess. Uh, and then, like, the last three of them are all killed in cutscenes. Like, it's just, like, it feels like <laughs> they, I feel like they had to have had boss fights planned that got cut. Right. Well, or it just like couldn't figure out a way to make them interesting because yeah. like your fight with Rat Boy is not different than a regular arena fight, except you have like a central target that you're trying to do the most damage to. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I just shot it. I used all of my shotgun ammo on him, and then he would be like, "I'm hurt. Somebody help!" And I would just keep shooting him, and then he died. Right. <laughs> Uh, it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I felt like the boss, uh, boss fights in this game 
Maybe I'm just making excuses to keep holding my same bias against boss fights. Uh-huh. I feel like they would be horrible. Oh, yeah. And it was probably a good idea not to have them. But you're right. It does seem like they were planned. Yeah. I mean, if that was the case, that they thought they couldn't do good ones, so they decided not to, like, I agree with that. But I feel like that's not the case for this era. Like, they definitely wanted to have them and had to cut them because they ran out of money. Right. Uh, I have to ask this question. So I, I once again, the Bernie meme, uh, once again, I'm asking if, uh, you had as much trouble with something as I did. Uh-huh. Uh, the diving out of the plane mm. with the metal music, uh, I, I found there are a lot of places in this game where I, and in games generally, when you fail and you ask the question, essentially, like, how could I have done that better? Mm. And there were too many times in this game where the answer was frustratingly, I have no idea. <laughs> the the car chase levels, the falling out of the plane and shooting at guys part, all felt like kind of luck whether or not I made it through them or not. Uh, because I felt like I couldn't aim precisely enough to actually, like, kill the people faster. Yeah. So it was just like, do I get hit a lot or do I not? And normally you get through because you have a lot of health uh, and you don't take that much damage. But the fucking diving for the parachute part took uh, took claimed more deaths on me than I think, like, any section in a video game since Celeste. Like, I literally probably did that over 50 times and would just get hit by something I could not see at all. (laughs) Like, oh, there's a tire (laughs) that is black against the night sky coming in over here on the top right to hit you and make you go, uh... And then (laughs) then sit through a loading screen and restart the section. Uh, yeah, I didn't have that much trouble with it, uh, but I probably, if, if I did have trouble with it, though, uh, it probably took me about, if it took you 50 tries, probably took me about 25. Uh, okay. yeah, there were times, there were a couple, handful of times towards the end where, like, I kept getting hit by stuff that I didn't see, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's, it feels like such a shame, too, and, like, the car, I agree, in the car sections, it's hard to aim at people, um, but like, I feel like it's such a shame because I feel like the diving out of the plane part is really cool on paper. Um, yeah. I, and I like the part at the beginning where you're like falling, you're like shooting the guys uh, who are also going after the parachute. Like, it, it's a cool cinematic set piece thing. But yeah, it's like uh, it's a little too bullshit. Like you want a section. I think you <laughs> don't want a section like that to be hard. Like, you want it to have, like, almost, like, the illusion of being challenging. Like, you want it to be, like, the player to be able to get through it fairly easily and have it be, like, a like a set PC moment that was, like, they finish and they're like, that was fucking awesome. That makes them feel right. like fucking Indiana Jones or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's 100% right. Like, you want a level of difficulty that is so low that it is difficult for somebody to fail it. Mm-hmm. And, but you want to make it seem like what they did was really challenging because 
the magic of the scene of somebody flying, uh, falling out of an airplane and shooting people and then grabbing an, a, 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 a parachute out of mid-flight and using it to float to safety is the spectacle of it. It's not the engaging gameplay, because if you repeat that section once, <laughs> you immediately are just like, why am I repeating the dumbest thing in the world like the the as soon as the cracks start showing yeah your scene is ruined this is why ruby you can't jason... fall fast enough <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like this is why jason Bourne does not just like fucking take a bullet and restart a thing because mm-hmm. you watch the scene twice and you start realizing how ridiculous it is like I don't know. And, and, and it's like, it's not even that the ridiculousness is bad. It just makes the scene feel worse. Uh, and the fact that they made it so hard <laughs> to do is like, I like this game could have potentially used with the love it or hate it triple a like development process garbage where they bring people in and go like how'd you feel about the airplane part because i guarantee you nobody's like i loved that i had to do that 30 (laughs) times (laughs) right (laughs) like i i don't know i i think that section could have easily been a quick time event the one time i'll argue that the quick time event would have been (laughs) better than the actual execution uh and it just would have been much better. Uh, God, it was it was very bad. But it does it leads in. There's sort of like a I have a, a a visual impairment. It's come up a lot on the podcast because a lot of games don't account for it. Uh, this game was exceptionally bad about it. Um, but also, it's of the time. I'm playing it on a modern television with a with old hardware using the the prepackaged cables that come with it so i'm not like this is i have all this game has all the excuses in the world but like i found it really difficult to see enemies at Mm. all uh the rage sections uh i found it difficult not to see enemies very clear in those uh but it was hard to like find the like paths which Mm. made those sections like so anticlimactic because you go through the whole fight and then there are no enemies left and then i'm just running around while a guy with a pompadour screams about going insane uh with the crazy psychobilly fast-paced soundtrack (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i'm just like looking at walls (laughs) going like can i climb that or like do i jump here what's the deal i don't know uh yeah i feel like, so yeah that that presented some issues yeah i think that's a bit of a level design thing too like there are definitely chunks of this game where it's like unintuitive where to go mm-hmm. yeah and it, and it's always like in moments that should be really fast paced mm-hmm. uh so it, it makes the game feel very awkward to to get through at times do we have it's a psychobilly freakout. Thoughts. My it's a psychobilly freakout thoughts are <laughs> uh, there's a lot about this game that's really cool. Um, it's it's something I kept thinking that like I feel like if you had played at the time, like you would really love this game. Like it, it felt like very up your alley to me. Um, yeah, it just. I think because of the nature, like, well, on the one hand, I like that it's like a smaller, more experimental game. 
On the other hand, I feel like that's where a lot of its shortcomings come from. It feel like this didn't have a huge budget or a ton of time to be polished. Um, but yeah, I, I like the the core concept um, of the like bullet time shooting. I think is like a an interesting way to like handle shooting on a console with analog sticks, um, which is a bit harder to do, you know, than mouse and keyboard, as everybody knows. Um, yeah, and I like that it's so stylized. Like, I think that's really cool. Um, I'm always in favor of games being more stylized, especially at this time when everything was like a brown military shooter. Um, so I think that's cool. Like a cool soundtrack. I like the psychobilly rockin' soundtrack is fun. Uh, so yeah, like stylistic and presentation wise, I like a lot of it. I like a lot of the ideas. But a lot of it just doesn't hold up or doesn't uh, come to fruition uh, or it lacks polish. Um, So, yeah, I I think it's I it's one of the reasons I like having this podcast is like I I think it's cool to play an old, interesting game like this that I never even had even heard of. So on one hand, I feel like I will remember this one because it is unique and uh, had some cool ideas. But uh did not hold up very well, so I guess it's a definite mixed bag. Yeah, uh, you're 100 percent right. By the way, like this is very much a game in the vein of like Dead to Rights or Beautiful Joe. That like, had I played it growing up, when I talk about it now, I'd be like, this game was so fucking cool for the time, because <laughs> like it really is. Like, if you have your rose-colored glasses on, or if you're just like one of those people who is capable of putting themselves in the mindset of somebody playing this game in 2009, like it is, it is doing a lot of very cool things. Uh, essentially, like taking an established genre and established mechanics and spinning them in a way that works thematically and uh, makes you actually like have decision making that you have to do mid-fight. It, it's it's a cool system but it's held back either by time money or technology the the big three things that hold a game back from from greatness i think (laughs) uh most of the time like for these mechanics to function properly you needed a few more movement options your control needed to be like 10 times more fluid than it actually is i ended up cranking the uh, sensitivity way up like in the second level because there were just too many times when i would like try and aim at somebody and just not have enough time to do it uh it, it was like there's just a lot going on there uh and for everything that it does wrong i think it matches that with something that it does in a cool way i re- do really like the theming i like the uh grindhouse aesthetic and i like the main character uh there's even a character g who i think mm. is coded as neurodivergent which i think would have been cool except he does betray you at the end which i'm questionable about also most of the enemies are asian people i don't know if this is i feel like this is more of a to it's 2009 and nobody was thinking about it at all kind of problem mm-hmm. uh, so it's not like a paragon of virtue but at the same time it does do a lot of cool things that really pushed against the grain uh and and feels very transgressive and i do really like that about it i i think while it 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 crosses some boundaries in a way that are good there's always going to be when you're crossing boundaries there's always a chance that you're going to cross something that doesn't 
that isn't a, in a good way. Uh, so I give you like, there's so many good things in here thematically and cool things mechanically, but the game is just like tragically short on being able to execute on them, meaning that doesn't age extremely well. But yeah, if if you played this at the time, I 100% can see why you would look back on it extremely fondly. Thank you for listening to No Clip this week. What are we talking about next time? Uh, next time, we're going to be... This is how... <laughs> I once again just completely neglected to mention that we're in fan brewery right now uh, and that this game was suggested by a member of our Discord community. Uh, the game we're playing next time on Pocket is a game that has been suggested to us, I believe, three times. Yeah, three years in a row. Uh, and appropriately, third time's a charm, we're playing Mario Hoops three on three. Hell Yeah. But until that time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com or on splattershot.pro. There, you can find links to our Twitter account, our email address, the Discord where you can suggest games for next February or next week. We don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you can find links to our YouTube channel uh, and listen to all of our old episodes, both there and on iTunes google podcasts and youtube podcasts a thing that i'm assured has a purpose uh <laughs> including ones that we did on uh trapped on the playstation <laughs> too. uh mirror's edge mm -hmm. uh oh roller drum oh yeah roller drum is actually a pretty good one there uh Man, the games that I mentioned earlier, Max Payne 3 and uh, Bulletstorm, are not mm -hmm. games that we have actually done. <laughs> uh, maybe you so can go suggest them on the, the Discord. <laughs> exactly, and then we can talk about them. And we'll compare them to Wet, and then we can do a nice little... There's a, that's a synergy pick right there. Mm -hmm. uh, slow motion... Gr run up a wall and tag that like button <laughs> ball bust somebody in the comment section <laughs>